0: Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. Welcome back to another beautiful episode of Meltdown Mondays of Mayana. I'm your host Mayana, coming to you about meltdowns that are happening on a Monday. We're actually re-recording this, guys, because I ended up publishing the first the episode, like, today, this morning at, like, god, 3am. Scheduled for that. And then when it finally posted, I realised that I ended up fucking... Adding in the wrong voice clip. I added in last week's voice clip, so I feel like we're going off to a great start. Um, I, I've got some wine and some ice because it's a little bit like hot, humid tonight. Ah, that's oh. oh, I mixed two different wines together. That was not a smart mm. choice for me. But anyway, hope everyone's well. Um, stuff has happened this week, uh, well, the following week that's just passed, it's like towards the end of Monday, so I'm hoping I'm going to post this actually on the Monday with some a better idea of what we're going to talk about this week. So it's Valentine's Day on Friday, it's going to be hella cute, I'm going to be basically alone, maybe I'll have one of my friends over, we'll just have a Galentine's Day, you know, like keep it very shushy and like cute. But yeah, um, another thing, I went to the doctor last week, I actually ended up getting a mental health plan. And getting a mental health plan was a lot simpler than I thought it would be. Um, I had to go back twice and they did a blood test as well. um, Just to make sure, they do a blood test just to make sure there's nothing like hormonally or in your blood, there's like, no, nothing peeking it and making you do crazy shit. So um, the lady who put the needle in my arm fucking wiggled it around. So I've got a fucking bruise on the inside of my arm that actually ends up, this actually really hurts. And um, I fucking blame nurse lady for that, for just stabbing me and just giving it a bit of a wiggle. But yeah, um, I went back on Friday and she presented me with a mental health care plan um, and referred me to a doctor or like counsellor and they're going to test me for some more psychiatric stuff because turns out having manic episodes isn't like normal, which I thought it wasn't normal to begin with, but yeah, it's not as normal. So they're going to test me out and see how we do. should be cute. The only thing is though, I... uh, I uh, tried contacting the counseling place today and like their number's disconnected and there's no website and it's still is listed as a business in Perth, um, but I can't fucking find it. So I'm hoping, I sent them an email through Yellow Pages. I'm hoping they reply, but if they don't have, if I don't hear anything back like tomorrow, then I have to go back to my doctor and be like, yeah, you know, that place you recommended. Yeah, it turns out I'm so fucked up that they can't actually go and see me. But you know what, there's thousands of places, hundreds, well not really thousands, but like hundreds of places that I can end up going to. I'm going to try and stay positive about this whole thing. But yeah, that's a little bit of a cute little recap for you there of what's been happening. But anyway, Meltdown Mondays is a podcast about the emotional and physical triggers I have faced over the course of my life that have forced meltdowns. And I analyse their cause and effect relationships and hopefully bring awareness and encourage pe- empathy to the people around us. If you are someone who is struggling, like me, and you've never like reached out before, I never really properly reached out either. But if it does feel scary, it's important that you do reach out. Here are a few professional sources that I actually have used um, that should give you a head start. So there's Lifeline Australia, their number is 14, You can find them at their website lifeline.org.au. There's Beyond Blue as well, their number is 1300 4736 and their website's beyondblue.org.au. And I recently discovered Black Dog Institute. Uh, so uh, they don't have a number, it doesn't look like, but they're uh, website is blackdoginstitute.org.au. I am not a medical professional. I think we've established this enough. If you're already on episode five, you know that you're tuning into this shit. You know what it's all about. I am not a medical professional. I cannot give you any kind of professional advice or help you self-diagnose. I'm here to to it out my feelings just in time for valentine's day boom content warning we're going to be talking about mental health duh it's a mental health podcast but we're going to talk about anxiety depression um there may be some things in there about you know self self-worth and all that stuff that you know i might have some negative thoughts in this so if you are very if you're sensitive to these matters i'm just warning you beforehand um you should stay safe you know only take in what you can with that so if you feel a bit sensitive just this probably is not for you. But anyway let's get on to the meltdown love. L-O-V-E what a sound what a feeling Toyota. I have never been in mutual love before and it's something that has like triggered me in the past or even now, because I just feel very, 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 very inexperienced in the field. Like, I see other people, and they're in relationships, and it just seems so easy. You know, it's simple. Maybe up behind closed doors, maybe it's not. But when you see surface level, it just vibe. They just vibe together. They're best friends. They, like, they respect each other, and they support each other. And I just look at them, I'm just like, man, like... I wish I had something like that. I wish it was so fucking easy. Side note, it's not easy for me. It's been very difficult. I, yeah, I haven't never been in mutual love before. I've only been infatuated with people. I think that's the biggest problem is infatuation. So uh, let me just grab up a textbook definition of what uh, infatuation is, give me one second. I'm hoping my fingers are fast enough to actually see. Ah, here we go. Um, good thing I actually Googled this beforehand. Um, but infatuation is an intense but short lived passion for, or admiration for someone or something. Uh, context why he hadn't developed an infatuation with this girl. So, um, I guess that's the example that they use. But yeah, it's like the idea that of being with someone. But you're not actually physically with them, or if you are with them, you just kind of only see, like, the good sides and not really focus on the bad. Like, for me, I am guilty of uh, falling, not falling, but I guess, like, getting infatuated with people for long periods of time. I'm kind of, like, ride or die, but um, in terms of, like, I just think the relationship should die. <laughs> because I... um as soon as i like find someone that i'm interested in it's always me liking peer pe- people for a long period of time and usually the same sorts of people and the problem is i don't try and get or if i try and get to know them and they show me their bad sides i try i think my brain automatically just shuts it off and they're just like now it's like actually pretty good like maybe they like you i i'm guilty of liking people who are shy i don't know why i just find them more genuine but also but also not. It's just more frustrating as well because I, around people that I like, I tend to be quite shy as well. Um, especially when I'm meeting them for the first time and it's someone I'm actually really attracted to, I can't make eye contact. But being or thinking about being in love has, yeah, as you can probably guessed, the overwhelming fear of it has forced me to have a lot of meltdowns around it. And um, some of them have been you know, a majority of them have been from my own experiences of being in short relationships, not even relationships, but interactions um, with people that have forced me to just end up crying about it. And it always ends with one of them, uh, mostly the other person, telling me that they are interested like, they like me and they care about me. But, you know, it's only as friends. And it's like, I can't get past the friend barrier with this. Like, we, like, have sex or we talk about, like, our emotional, like, attachments. And we get really down. We talk about our vulnerabilities. And it feels like the minute I open up with someone, it collapses. It, it just gets shut down. It's like, yeah, we've reached the two-month mark. Two month mark. This is like the best time, we're done, we're all good and dandy. And yeah, I'm not going to lie, that's fucked me up. It's fucked me up quite a bit. Um, and the problem is though, it's not just them doing it to me. It's a pattern that I keep repeating over and over again. And this pattern comes from a place, I think, of insecurity. As well as, I don't know... I don't know how, like, what the standard is for people treating me nicely. That's really bad, isn't it? It's bad to even consider it or say it that way. But I don't know how people, or people who are supposed to be, like, romantically interested in me, are supposed to be treating me as a whole. I remember getting excited once that I was, (laughs) I was in bed with someone, like, they stayed over the night. And, like... I'm someone who loves chugging on my water bottle. Like, I, I carry my water bottle everywhere. I'm like, my visco bottle, I'm like, S-s-s-s-s-s. Like, you know, I'm ready to hydrate and not use any, like, plast- one-time-use plastics. Like, we're all about that reusable water bottle. So, if um, for me, I find it easy, especially for guests, if they're staying for a long period of time, is that I like to fill up a water bottle for them, like an extra one, because they don't have to keep going back and forth filling up glasses. Glasses just piss me off at a whole. I prefer... You know, having a container with me at all times. So, um, like before, like when we first started like hanging out and like he still like was staying over at each other's houses, I would always bring like a water bottle of some sort so they could drink out of. And then I remember getting touched once because uh, this person in the middle of the night just got up and then went to the, like left. I just thought they went to the the bathroom, and then they came back and then they like. I woke up a little bit when they came in, and then they handed me my water bottle because they filled it up for me as well. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, he cares about me so much. Like, that is so sweet. But I'm like, looking back on it, I'm just like, that's fucking common decency. And like, why am I getting so excited about the fact that a person filled up a water bottle for me? I think it really does stem from the fact that I'm just really cynical like i'm not going to lie people haven't been i haven't been treated very well in the past um i uh i've been hurt many times i'm not going to like every kind of relationship i've ever had romantically at some point has has hurt me in some way and it's to a point where even with the last relationship quotation mark that i had i even admitted it at the end where i told the person that i was with that I never really have high hopes for relationships because always I always expect them to change their mind like halfway through, which is a kind of insecure thing to say, but it was real for my, like, it was real for me because I, you know, I tend to be just, like, used. <laughs> I, like, you know, turns out I'm really good at sex, so, like, you know, apparently that's I'm good at sex and you know, and you just chill about it, people tend to take advantage. And the thing is, I kind of let them. Um, I mean, even I was, I think I've always just looked for some sort of connection with people. And it's caused a lot of anxiety as a result. Like, I talk about being anxious a lot. And we were like, okay, well, you took, like, you know, when someone said anxious, the first time I ever heard it or quite the first Two hundred times overheard anxious I didn't really understand what that meant, and being anxious is mm, that was a good way of putting it, so um I saw this thing today where it's basically said that anxiety is just running conspiracy theories about yourself in your head, which is a hundred percent accurate. but for me, on a physical scale, what happens is that i when I feel a panic attack happening, I can hear my thoughts just going off in my head it's nothing I can control but it's just they're going they're basically it's stuff like oh everyone hates you um you fucked up you made a mistake you're such an idiot like you know everyone's like and then it's it's become situational right you're in this space like for example um I remember one particular instance I had uh a panic attack When when was the last big panic attack I had? The last big panic attack I had was actually at my sister's birthday last year. That was not the last one, but it was one of the major ones where I could feel my chest tightening and I could hear my like as well as the racing thoughts, I could also hear my heartbeat and it tends to flutter, um, but it flutters very, very fast and it's throbbing very very loudly and I can hear it and throbbing it like hearing it's throbs like on the left side of my neck just behind my uh my left ear and it throbs and it just like I feel like I'm about to die I go really really quiet and I don't know how to uh I don't know what to do like I just I panic I don't really look around I'm just kind of like I just kind of zone out and I just kind of try and compose myself and I feel tears welling up in my eyes because I I'm just feel like I'm about to die or cause so much embarrassment that I end up usually just standing up without reason and just or like mumbling something like I gotta go to the bathroom and I'll just run off to a place where I can just escape to and just let go I haven't really had a panic attack in front of other people before um not to that scale I don't think I've ever had a panic attack in front of other people I always, I always, I'm someone, I'm an escape artist, so I have to, like, escape to find out, like, where I can find a good place to just, like, collect myself, and it usually takes me about, sometimes I can compose myself in a couple of minutes, sometimes it's up to 10 minutes or so, sometimes it's just an ongoing panic attack that ends up, I take short breaks in between, because my body can't handle the physiological process, and it forces me to shut down parts of my brain in order to cope, Um, We're going to talk about dissociation and my experience with it in another episode, not now. We're going to focus on love. This is the thing about it. I don't want to go off track too much. But, I mean, having that anxiety around it, it it just... Especially when I have low self-esteem when it comes to my own experiences with romantic relationships... It can be a very intense, uncomfortable feeling for me. We're going to take a little short intermission because I don't know how to continue on to the next part. I mean, it could technically be segue music, but we're just going to keep going with this. I've noticed that people in love or like people in relationships especially, some of them are just so afraid of being alone, like truly just living their best life. Like if quite a few people that I know are so like, you know the idea of them being single is more scary than being in a mediocre relationship or a bad relationship where there's no love anymore I have a feeling it's because maybe growing up there's just so much pressure in order to find someone romantically like, look, everyone's basically everyone knows the formula for life, according to most people, right? It's you grow up, you, go, well, you, you get a job, you find the one you love, you get married, you have kids, boom, end of story, that's it. And it's like a picturesque in a way where, you know, it's always about the big end all dream, like marriage, commitment, finding the one, you have to fulfill this life dream. Because it's something that you grew up with. It's something you yourself would believe in. But I think the biggest problem with that is you kind of don't really look at the person itself. You think it might, like some people, I say you, but like, I mean, most people, I say you in just the overall sense, but like, you kind of look at someone. Um, You may be attracted to them and you're in this relationship with them. And then you become comfortable with them. And, you know, people change and grow all the time especially when you're, like, 18 to, God, 24 now, like, your brain isn't fully developed until you're 25, so you're going through different experiences through life, and also you're growing and maturing and changing. For me, uh, that's why I get really confused when people who are, like, 18, 19 getting engaged, and then by the time they're 21 or even my age now, they're getting married. Because, like, you know, like, especially, like, you don't really, like you haven't really seen or grown with that person yet. And also you could have ended up in very different situations. Like, you know, you might, you might start off having similar values, but with different jobs and experiences and, um, everything else, you end up having, forming your own views and morals around the situation. And that's why you kind of see like a lot of people getting married so quickly And then breaking up so fast afterwards is because I feel like they don't really get the chance to or take a moment to breathe and actually figure it out. But at the same time, I can't be someone who preaches about that because obviously I've never been in any kind of long-term relationship. And also I've never been in love. So maybe the feeling is so overwhelming and they love each other so, so much that they feel like they need to do that. This is the thing that like I said before about like particular moments of pressure for people to try and get married because especially like if you haven't been in a long-term relationship in a really long time or we have never been in one it's just like you kind of feel like you need to fill the void it's comfortable to have someone there with you it's comfortable to have a safety net you know someone you can repeatedly go back to because it's you find it's too hard to even proceed or even consider finding someone else and some people just stay together because out of fear or just laziness that's what i'm really afraid of i don't want to be trapped and i think that's where my commitment phobia stems from I think it also stems from the fact that everyone ends up hurting me in the end so if I get too close or vulnerable always ends up getting thrown back in my face in some way so also I'm like a little bit put off by it but I think that philosophy as well I think puts me off relationships too because I don't want to be trapped I don't want to wake up one day and feel like Uh, like you know with my partner for like what two maybe like x amount of years I look over to them and I'm just like oh you know what I don't really feel like I'm in love with this person anymore but you know we've been together for so long like why not hold out for a little bit more you know or like let or try and find an opportunity for them to break up with me because I don't want to do with that thing I just I hate that I'm like I've Changed a lot in the last couple of years, but I'm someone, if I don't feel like it's working, I'll be upfront. I'll rip the bandaid off and I'll just tell them. Because there's no point lanking it around and hunking it around. Because at the end of the day, you're both going to end up getting hurt. But it's better than just wasting someone else's time if you're not feeling it, you know? It hurts when it's one-sided. I remember just... I've always only had like one-sided feelings for people. So, you know, it does fucking hurt. And especially with when you don't have great self-esteem to begin with and, you know, and you're going through your, your brain chemistry is just basically your brain's telling you that you're a piece of shit and you end up valuing yourself by how other people view you. It's like one big fucking rejection when it is one ends one-sidedly. It's like you feel like you're not good enough or pretty enough. You weren't careful that one time enough. You know, if you did this differently, maybe it would have had a different result. Maybe if I didn't say that one thing beforehand, we could be in a different place now. It's complicated. Especially since my validation wasn't coming from myself. I, like, my confidence isn't or wasn't there. Even now, my confidence has taken a hit. <laughs> like, especially with the last relationship or so, it's just made me, like... I've become, it, like... My brain is basically up and down all the time, but uh, especially now, at the moment, I'm I'm, like in my down period. So I just feel like when I wake up, I have really, I like fucking hate myself, which is really shitty. That's why I'm trying to go see a counsellor as soon as possible. So it's a bit shitty that like my counsellor doesn't even exist right now. So it's, it's hard when I like even look at myself in the mirror and I just can't even feel good about myself. And one of the things I really pride on myself is, you know, like my moment for me and my moment of self-love and self-care is when I do my makeup um, on days when I feel like doing it. And I don't think I've done makeup properly in like a couple of weeks where I kind of sat down and really played and just played with colors and really went in with it. I just was sit down in front of the mirror and, i just look at myself and i don't even recognize myself i just feel like i will just point out the insecurities like the little bits and pieces that maybe most people would not even think twice of or they have their own you know looks about their body and i just kind of miss being confident again and having that moment of self-love and it's really hard for me to do that during these down periods, so tonight I um had a barbecue with my friends. Um, like my friend was my friend was lovely enough to invite us all over, and she made these fucking slapping satay chicken sticks with peanut sauce. I'm like, oh, it fucking ruled, and her rice, mmm, slapped. But I realized I hadn't really dressed up for myself in a really long time. I just nowadays when I go out, I just wear like maybe like jeans with a belt and like a shirt and like maybe some slouch pants. Most of the time it's just really loose, elasticated stuff. And I'll look at myself and just like I'll just look and I'll just like not really take any pride. I'll just wear it because it's comfortable and I'm just don't I just don't, you know, I just need to put clothes on and it's just easy. But this was the one time like I needed to do something for myself. So I ended up putting on a jumpsuit that I bought, a boiler suit. And even though I was pretty dressed up for it, it was just a fucking chill barbecue. I just, it was kind of nice to actually take that time into me. And I think that's what's important is taking that time for yourself and having that self-love. Like, now I can't, I don't really see myself falling in love anytime soon or having any kind of relationships. I've been like, I haven't been interacting with anyone romantically for nearly eight months now. Um... I'm just vibing, you know? I'm just trying to sort my own shit out. And when I think about relationships, it means I have to put more time and energy or put my heart and soul, and I'm worried that I'm going to repeat old patterns where I'm going to get hurt again, which is not good, I mean. But also, like, I need to spend that extra time on myself rather than anything else. I think it's okay to spend time on yourself. I think that's just a normal... Not a normal thing, but I think it's a healthy thing to do, invest time in yourself. Because the longest relationship you have is with yourself. So yeah, Valentine's Day this year. Um, I'm trying to find this fucking show to go to. It's fringe at the moment in Perth, so arts festival. Like, I'm trying to find a good, good show to do. But if that doesn't work out, then look, my friend's going to come over. We're going to, like, enjoy friendships with each other. Have a Valentine's Day, and I'm gonna arrange. I'm gonna probably like order pizza, but then get the pizza guy to like arrange the toppings in a love heart shape. So then, you know what? It's a little treat for me. Should be cute. Congratulations! We've reached the end of Meltdown Mondays with Mayana episode five. L O V E, none for me, thanks. Um, so I'm really glad that I re-recorded this. The first time round, when I recorded it, it included this whole fucking story time about how I got triggered this week um, about this boy that harassed me at a party a few a few years ago, because um, he ended up getting married this week and I thought that really did tie in with like the whole love theme of things and how it's so fucking unfair that someone who like the universe rewarded this type of shit human being and meanwhile I'm here like with my mental disorders and struggling to like put myself together as a result I didn't think it would affect me in such a way that it did but I you know, it's like years, years later down the track and I'm still, like, getting shaken up about it. Um, well, essentially what had happened was, long story short, this person kept asking me out repeatedly. I kept saying no. Um, there was a... he apologized, but there was a confrontation. Um, and that confrontation, essentially, he had blamed me for being nice to him, and as a result it was my fault for even being nice to him because I gave him false hope and that kind of stuff. Um, even though I had repeatedly told myself, told him no, that I didn't want to go out with him um, over the course of an entire evening. But that interaction and that confrontation ended up making me have a panic attack in the bathroom at a party and i don't think my friends really realized it cuz they followed me in but i was basically having a freak out and um it just made me especially like when i found out that he had gotten married it just triggered the old feelings all of the moment of me in that bathtub like pulling at my face and my hair like trying to calm myself down while i was freaking out about it um and i don't think it's Like I really like I keep saying this like I don't think it's fair that that's happened I hope that his I don't know whether his wife even realizes that's how he like treated Like people in the past around it Um. But you know I wanted to I didn't want to go like I was listening back on it And when I was re-editing it I just thought you know what it's not really It's a story, and it's not a happy story for me. It's something that I used to just look back and laugh about, but now I look back on it and I don't really feel like it's a funny thing anymore. It's just, it's like a a painful time for me when I was going through it, and my defense mechanism was to laugh through it. And I wanted this episode, when I re-recorded it, it wasn't really about me, it was more about this person, and I'm not gonna give that person that power. So, <laughs> fucking suck it, boys. But yes, congratulations. Um, you reached the end of Meltdown Mondays with Mayana. Bit of a long one, it was a bit everywhere, but I hope that everyone got the message at the end. Um, yes, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you are struggling, I'm going to include the sources again because they're really important to me. But there's Lifeline Australia, 131114, lifeline.org.au, and Beyond Blue. 1300 224736, beyondblue.org.au Black Dog Institute, blackdoginstitute.org.au I hope everyone has a beautiful Valentine's Day. Like love yourself more than anything else, Um, but like also cherish the people around you, whether that's someone romantically, um, if it's someone, you know, you, is your friends and your family, definitely just hold them tight and just send yourself some fucking flowers or send yourself with a pizza with a love heart toppings. Like that's my fucking game plan. Or even better, wait to buy your chocolates the next day. Cause they all go on special guys. It's all about beating capitalism, but yeah, hope you have a good week and I'll catch y'all next time. Take care guys.